Hello, and welcome to Topics Listener Mail, where we read some of our listener mail that we've been receiving over the last uh, week or two about some of the uh, shows that we've been doing. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Uh, this is always such a fun part of the podcast for me because it allows us to engage with the listeners, and sometimes it just opens up new avenues of thought that I had never even considered. So it's always an exciting time for me. So this is an an episode from, um, uh, sorry, this is a letter from Sarah Beck. She says she write, uh, loves the show, but she often feels very guilty while listening. You say, you guys say throughout uh, the episodes that you're diving into topics in a more serious manner, but I often find myself having deep belly laughs while listening. Should I feel guilty about laughing and trying to have fun? Well, we've addressed this exact um, question before. I don't know if she's not doing her homework or if she's being sort of willfully obstinate. Um, because I, I, either, either she's not doing her homework or she knows the answer or it's possibly she's just very insecure and she just needs some reassurance. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, even, you know, any of the, what you just said is, is, is possible. I think it's probably worth repeating though, our kind of our take on this. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty simple. Michael and I are comedians, and we're known for our comedy. We excel at comedy, but we're also more well-rounded human beings than just comedians. Mm -hmm. It's it. I'm look. I'm I'm proud to apply that title to myself, but it's not the totality of who mm -hmm. I am. And Michael, mm -hmm. I don't think it's the totality of who you are. No, I mean, it's, it's definitely a part of me and it's a part of me that I'm, you know, I'm never going to be able to take that away. Um, but I know that for this, for this project, this think project, we had said from the beginning, and it's how I've always felt that we didn't want that to necessarily be the focus. Exactly. So we're diving into these topics and sometimes things get very serious and very heavy and sometimes they get humorous. We're mm -hmm. not censoring ourselves. And what's her name? Sarah? Mm -hmm. I don't think, Sarah, you should censor your own reaction, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people laugh at things that I don't find funny. Sometimes I find things funny that other people don't find funny. It's um, very subjective. Comedy is very subjective. Yes. Yes. You know, what, what, something that one person, it was one person's, you know, well, what is it? What is that? What's, what's, that, what's that saying? Yeah, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Right, exactly. exactly. So, Sarah, exactly. if you're having belly laughs, don't feel guilty. Enjoy the belly laugh. Lord knows we could all use a few more mm -hmm. of them. Now, here's a letter from Mark Rubenstein, Rubenstein, and he asks. He says, "So this is in reference to our uh, time travel episode." And he says, "I recently had a time travel conversation, and a friend of mine was under the opinion that if time travel did in fact exist, we would know because someone would have come back and visited us by now." Right. What are your thoughts on this? And I think that's a really interesting point that Mark makes. Yeah, he's wrong. It's not why? true. Why? There's a couple explanations for why that would not be true. Okay. First of all, we could be living pre-time travel invention. At some point, somebody had to be the first to invent time travel. Right. So even though in that future, in our future, that person would have invented it, at some point there has to be a past from which that person came. We could be living in that first 
past. Oh, so you're thinking in terms of you, in your mind, there's parallel time ribbons. That's right. And that could be infinite, right? There's infinite amount of t- parallel time ribbons. That's right. Okay. Um, and, and the other scenario, and I think this is actually the more likely scenario, is that time travelers have to wear disguises. Hmm. Interesting. Be- now, because, because otherwise it would screw up our present time. If, you have, if you've ever walked down the streets of New York City, you could imagine that they could get away with a lot in terms of their clothing. Yes. You know? yes. Uh, I mean, I see sometimes the clothes these people wear in, on the streets of New York City. You wonder, you know, I think to myself, I hope this person is a time traveler because yes. these clothes are crazy. That's the only thing that could explain it. Uh, and same with the Amish people. Right. Right. Um. Let's do one or two more. This is from uh, Matthew Walden, and I think this is also in response to the time travel episode where we were, where you were talking about that you, you, if you could travel in time, you would go and find young Adolf Hitler and love him and, and love him. Mm-hmm. And um, he writes, Matt writes, I have uh, what he says. He's, he has a thought provoking question. Um. He says, why do you think Hitler did what he did? He thinks it's because there was a part of himself that he couldn't love. Mm. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I guess what, what he's implying is that even if I loved him, because he can't love himself, he would still do the horrible things that he right. did. Right, like he's a sociopath and I don't know. You know, I'm I'm obviously not, um, certified as a psychotherapist or, or psychologist, but I have done a lot of reading in the fields and I have done some field work. Um, so you've done reading in the, in the field. I've done reading. I don't, I, I should clarify. I've read at home in, and the fi- in that, in that in, field, in the field, in the field of, of psychology. psychology. Yes. And, and you've I've done, done actual field yes. field work in the field of psychology. That's right. Um, to further clarify, the field work that I did would not be sanctioned by any governing body. Okay. A lot, a lot of it was anecdotal, and a lot of it was um, it wasn't scientific. And you in, mean you in, just in the pure sense. Out, you're saying anecdotal, meaning you talked to people, yes, in a therapeutic context. Yes. Non-sanctioned. Right. Non-certified. Right. Um, and anecdotally, I know I helped them a lot. I see. So, uh, although I'm not, te- you're not certified, you're I'm not, not certified or technically qualified to address this. I will because of my field work, my reading at home about the field and my anecdotal support. Right. But you're not saying that like I think you would say having that certification is a good thing, right? I mean you're not advocating for people going out in droves and suddenly practicing these these disciplines without board certification. That's right. Unless, uh, unless you've done 
the the reading at home about the field that I've done and the field work and you have the anecdotal experience. Right, 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 right. Even then, I would say you're most people are probably better off getting actually certified. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's a it's a sort of a long a long way of just sort of saying you know do not attempt this at at home. Although, you know. What I'm it's saying a, is it's a free country of, and well, what I'm saying is part of it should be attempted at home. That's the reading. Oh, so you are saying that? Yes. Do the okay. reading at home in the field. Got it. But, but if you wanna if you wanna hang up your shingle and say, guess what, guys, I'm a psychotherapist, get certified. Right. Well, I mean the, the simple fact of the matter is if you're not certified, you can't prescribe anyway. Well, that's different. That's a that's a psychiatrist and you have to go to medical school for that. Oh, what are you Okay, so I'm you're saying just, purely in the world of psychology and psychotherapy, you can also be certified. You still will not be able to prescribe. Mm. Um, but I know a guy, and I can prescribe through him, mm. which mm-hmm. I which I very rarely do, but sometimes mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So do you have what? Do you, go no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say the Hitler question. I think is is as Matt said a provocative one. My response is. Although, as I said, I'm not certified, I think I'm well-trained enough that I could access that part of himself that maybe felt unloved or abandoned um, or insecure. And I don't know that, you know, the the, the regular lay person who isn't certified could do this, Mm -hmm. but I feel Mm -hmm. confident that I could access that part and help him to love himself. And is that something you would do, you had certain tools that yes. you would yes. sort of tools of discourse or whatever yes. that you would use in order to get and, and that he wouldn't even necessarily know that's what you were doing. Yes, precisely. Precisely. I would I would use attitudinal devices, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dialectical mm-hmm. tools, maybe some behavioral observance. Yes. And I would really dig deep into what's going on with him mm-hmm. to help him reconcile his own pain and his mm-hmm. own loss. Mm-hmm. And, and so, as I said in that episode, instead of reviling the name Hitler, hopefully we would go grow to love the name Hitler. And I think hopefully in some of these parallel time ribbons that we're talking about, Hitler is a celebrated figure in history. Brian Ryer wrote something very interesting. He says, they say a picture is worthy is worth many hundreds of words, Mm -hmm. but they don't say exactly how many. Mm. Maybe there's a a way to find out by answering another question. Are pictures of words pictures or words? Hmm. In a sense, all words are pictures because of course text is representational by definition. Do you understand my point? Uh, yes. A, the letter A is a symbol for a larger well, but, concept. But here's, well, but right, well, but is it a symbol of itself? I think that's maybe what your what what lies at the crux of this is is a symbol a symbol of itself. Hmm. or a symbol in and of itself. Well, let's take a look at the text for the word bathtub. Okay. By itself, 
a, a meaningless string of scratches on paper. Mm-hmm. If, if, if a, if a oriental person were to look at those scratches on paper and be unfamiliar with the proper English alphabet, it would be meaningless to that person. Mm-hmm. However, if that same oriental were to look at a actual bathtub mm-hmm. and you and I were to go to Japan and look at an actual bathtub, we would both understand what that object was. But the representation of the object in the text gives us no clues as to uh, its meaning unless you are able to decipher the symbols. And that is what text is designed to do. Right. But I'm saying a – let's take a stop sign. Okay. All right. Which is a octagonal red shape. Would you agree? Usually uh, metal, usually metal and mounted on a yes. post. Yes, and red. That recta- octagonal red metal shape symbolizes. Stop. Only if you've been taught its symbolism. Even so. By itself, it's meaningless. Agreed. But do the letters S-T-O-P also symbolize stop? In and of themselves. Can something be a symbol of itself? Yes. Uh huh. But not always. Okay. Yes. Let's look at another question. Um, For example, a dollar sign mm-hmm. is a symbol of itself. A dollar? It's a symbol of a dollar sign? I see what you're saying. It connotes only itself. Mm hmm. Whereas getting back to the Hitler question, the swastika has multiple historical connotations Mm -hmm. and symbolizes many things to many people. Do you want to elaborate on that or do you want to take one more question? I think we take one more question. Okay. So this is from Ivan Vukovic and he writes that he's been really enjoyed listening to the podcast and he has a question. Would you consider any topics to be too off limits for the podcast? In a short amount of time, you've already explored a great range of subject matters in a thorough and thought-provoking manner. But I'm left wondering if there's anything you're holding back, possibly out of fear of being too envelope-pushing mm-hmm. or perhaps too uh, offensive. He says, keep up the great work, and I look forward to hearing more. What do you think? I mean – uh, you know, there's definitely, uh, you know, I, I definitely feel like I only want to, if, you know, for me, it's always about making sure that we're extremely knowledgeable on whatever subject we're tackling so that if, if we're going to say something that we really know we, we can back it up. Yes. It better be backed up by some, some truth, some facts. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, in like in a in a vacuum, is there a subject that I think is too offensive? No, absolutely not. I think, you know, I'm a firm believer in the idea that, you know, that's what we're here to do. We're here to 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 put a mirror up up to, you know, society. And and if that's ugly, that's then that's OK. That's right. This, the, in a sense, the, the podcast itself becomes a symbol for society. Mm hmm. You know, we're talking. We've been talking about symbolism, and it's which I think is very yeah, important. I mean, it's, it's, and it's maybe almost worthy. like it's not even. Oh, it's it's not even about would we do that. It's it's how could we not? How That's could right. we not do that? Ultimately, just by taking this journey with us, what you're saying is you you the listener are receptive to uh, taking that mirror and holding it up to society, which it's which in and of itself is an incredibly brave thing for you, the listener, to do. It's braver for us because we're instigating it. For us, mm -hmm. it's an incredibly brave step. Mm -hmm. But for you, the listener, it's also brave in that you're open to receiving it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I, you know, it's probably worth saying, I'm very proud of all of us mm -hmm. because we're doing, the, we're doing the difficult work. Mm -hmm. And that's not, and look, that's not, that. I, I don't think and I hope that's not, pride and I hope that's not not self-congratulatory because I don't mean it to be but 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 you know nor do I want to be falsely modest and say what we're doing is unimportant obviously it's not no and and, and at the end of the day as well it's not for us to say you know the the this is going to sound heady but it's the historians that are going to say yes. that Yes. The, you know it's it, the historians are the ones that are going to say that this was important mm -hmm. and and that's their job. And I don't think that's, you know, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm saying anything that's going to come as a shock to anybody that, that the historians might say that. Right. You we know, can't, but, we, of course we're in the moment. We can't put this podcast in historical context, nor is that our job, nor is that something we want to do. We want to leave it to the historians to tell future generations how important this is. No, was. but you can, you can have a gut feeling though, yes. that you're part of the continuum and that yes. you're, that you're contributing to, I mean, I know I feel it. I feel, you know, when that, what we're doing has that kind of, it has a lot well, of value. It has, that has that has that value and has that kind of, um, it has a certain import and a certain gravitas and a certain, mm -hmm. you know, I think well, you said it very well. It fits in the continuum. This is something it's in the that, continuum. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, God bless us. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just very, I'm very grateful that we have this platform. I'm very grateful that we've taken full advantage of it. And I'm very grateful that there's people like all of these listeners out there who are writing in such thought provoking questions, um, for us to answer. So, you know, this, this, this segment, this, this listener mail, I think has just become, uh, an, another branch in the tree of topics. Yeah. I mean, and it's really ballooned into this uh, whole a larger balloon, thing. a larger it's, balloon. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I'm really jazzed about it. I am too. I'm incredibly yeah. jazzed and, and I look forward to answering more of your questions, uh, in future editions of, of listener mail. 